Welcome to the College Prep Genius Radio Show, where we can answer all your questions about getting college for free. Today, your host is Jean Burke, the author of College Prep Genius, The No-Brainer Way to SAT Success, and you can find her at collegeprepgenius.com. And I'm the moderator, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome. Hi and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and with me on the line is Jean Burke and this is an episode of College Prep Genius Podcast. And you can find the show notes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast. And today is a subject that is very close to my heart and one of the things I love about um, hosting this show for Jean is that I get to have my own custom uh, topics that are very interesting to me and my family. Uh, so that is a perk, Jean, right? I can request yes. <laughs> certain topics. And of course, uh, when I was talking to Jean about this, she just happens to have an ebook uh, that will be released soon on this very topic, and she discusses it. And the topic today is SAT sports and scholarship, and this is episode 13. So you can find that um, on the website. Well, Jean, you and I both have probably more stories than we have time for today about, um, you know, uh, kids who have gotten into schools and not been able to go because their scores weren't high enough. And unfortunately, it's very close to home uh, for me. My husband received a full baseball scholarship, and which he still did get a full ride, but instead of going to the D1 school or Division One as they're known, um, he ended up going to a, a lesser uh, school with a full scholarship still to play baseball. And then uh, later on, um, after his two years there at the community school, he was he transferred to Florida Southern, where we both went. And, uh, again, had complete scholarship, and that was a, a D2 school. And they actually won, uh, you know, the World Series uh, for college when he played. And so, you know, the caliber of um, – players that um, have to play at smaller universities because of grades and SAT scores um, is something that has come across your radar. So, you know, share with us what you hear, um, you know, probably on a daily basis and especially when you're traveling, you know, really around the world because you, you do travel around the world taking um, your information to, to places outside of the U.S. Yes, especially in the spring, you know, I, I get a lot of parents who will call me or I will meet them and they'll talk about how their child, you know, son or daughter has a full ride scholarship based on their athletic ability, whether it's um, football or tennis or whatever, um, yet their SAT scores are so low that they, you know, can't even take advantage of the scholarships. And coming, you know, from Texas, uh, being a very big sports state, you know, I see this all the time, and I, and I do understand that there, there's a lot of pressure on the coaches to, you know, put pressure onto the students of, you know, hey, we've got to work out, we've got to practice, we've got to win championships, you know, we get more money for the school, and, and, and that happens so many times, but unfortunately, and in many cases, the coaches, the schools, or whoever are not also telling the students, you know, by the way, you need to also not only keep up your grades, but you do have to still have a certain SAT score. So these parents frantically call me and, you know, they're asking, you know, can I get my child's score raised, you know, within the next week? I mean, it's literally at the very last minute, at wow. the very last opportunity. 
And, you know, it's it's sad for them because they do now end up going, not being able to take advantage of scholarship and maybe end up going to junior college or somewhere else. Um, you know, athletic scholarships do make up a large part of the scholarship money pool. Most universities do set aside a substantial portion of their financial aid for recruiting, you know, certain athletes. Uh, mm-hmm. But, again, think about it. You know, before banking on an athletic scholarship, you know, to find your way to school, there's definitely some things definitely to consider. And I think people don't think about this. You know, we I know many parents, you know, who do put their kids in sports at a very early age in hopes of ultimately getting a sports scholarship. And I think one of the things that are not being told to these parents you know, and, and nothing wrong with playing sports and playing sports because you love it. But if the only reason why you're you're actually you know spending that spending your Saturdays and your afternoons, you know, you know practicing is to get a sports scholarship, you really need to think it through because, in honesty, and all honestly, there's only about six sports that actually will give a full ride. And you know, even then, you know, only about two percent are going to end up with some kind of athletic scholarship. But you really have to realize that between the six, it's typically only football, uh, men and women's basketball, volleyball, tennis, and women's gymnastics that tend to give the full rides. So, you know, unfortunately, you've got a lot of what we call soccer moms, you know, out there hoping their child will become a, you know, a fabulous soccer player, and maybe they will, you know. But a lot of times what happens for sports like that is the school might be given, let's say, $20,000 a year, you know, for a certain college, but they'll take that $20,000 and they'll divide it divide it amongst, you know, four or five kids. So these kids are, you know, entering college with a very small scholarship still having to come up, you know, with a lot of college debt. So I think that's some things that, that, that parents really need to consider, you know, when, they're, when their um, goal is simply just to get that scholarship money. And, and I think another thing that people don't talk about, too, is, you know, if your child were to get hurt in college, you know, uh, which nobody wants their child to get hurt, of course, but it, it, but it is something that does happen, and generally they're going to probably lose their scholarship in that case. So I think you definitely need to have that academic uh, backup plan, just you know, just because you never know the future. Right, right, and you know, as I was sharing with you, I was really impressed. Um, my son went to the baseball factory, and this is no way a um, you know, an endorsement of them, although I was very impressed. Um, you know, this is not a sponsorship, just to be clear about that. Um, but I was very impressed because that was one of the things they talked to the boys about because baseball is one of those sports that doesn't, uh, and same with softball, uh, there's not a lot of money uh, there for scholarships, so very far and few between. So one of the things that they were recommending uh, to the players is academics getting their GPAs um, up as well as their uh, test-taking uh, skills. And so, um, I, of course, you know me, Jean, I was talking to some of the parents and uh, hearing, as you have before, you know, about these three and four and $5,000 uh, programs that are out there. And so I, I was sharing about, you know, College Prep Genius, about this podcast, as well as you know, the, the, what you have available that's so much more affordable. Um, but like I said, I was really impressed uh, that they were really telling kids the truth. You know, they were saying, you know, this is great uh, skills uh, testing and, and that sort of thing is um, does help your child, but it also is important to understand that, you know, there there is so much more 
to getting that scholarship, and that is getting, um, you know, your your SATs where they need to be, and we've done quite a few shows on that. Um, but we've got some things that we want to discuss today, and uh, your, um, you know, talk really revolves around 10 steps uh, to finding an athletic scholarship, and of course, we can't go into great detail in this podcast uh, due to some time constraints. Uh, but we are going to cover some of those. And, um, you know, the first uh, one here, uh, you know, for for those of you that are listening, is to, um, you know, search for colleges in your chosen sport. And that sounds very basic, Jean. But, uh, you know, go ahead and share some of that with us. Well, I think that sometimes families might take for granted that every school, you know, offers every sport. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, reality is, of course, they don't. And some might specialize one more than the other. So if your child, for example, like your children are really good in baseball, then, you know, but there's a college down the street that they really want to go to, but really that's not their forte or they don't really offer that sport. You know, even though it may sound very basic, it's something that you do need to think about because sometimes kids' hearts are set on going to a certain school. And then when right. it comes down to it, their sport is not even even one of the um, – programs that are offered. So it, it's a basic start, but it's something that you do need to start with. And, you know, you can go to the Department of Education. They have a navigator uh, website that literally lists all colleges. And, and with that, with that, they can also list their specialties and what, you know, what is offered at their school as far as degrees and, and sports. And so it's a good place to start. So I think, first of all, if, that is, if your heart is set on playing a sport in college, you know, again, make sure, you know, when you're writing your list of colleges, whether they're your safe college or your reach college or even your dream college, you know, make sure certainly um, that the sport you want to play, you know, is, is there. And um, because I think that uh, just assuming is never good, just, you know, just saying, well, you know, right. I, obviously they, this school does offer it, but very, very, very basic, but very, very important. Very good. And, you know, also that they have uh, the major that your child's interested in because we did find some schools that, you know, my kids were interested in, but they um, didn't offer their major or it was, you know, not, um, you know, one of their specialties, as you said. Okay, so that's, you know, very basic but very important. So we would start from there. And then the second uh, place is obviously to... to um, you know, contact the athletic department of that school and go from there. So share about that. Well, you know, there, you know, most colleges, each department has several full rides, whether you're in the English department or the math department or science department. And, and the same goes, you know, with the sports scholarships, the athletic scholarships. So it is definitely good to contact them and ask them what, you know, what kind of scholarships are available? What, what, what are you offering? What do I need to do? What, what are the steps that I need to take um, to, be able, to be able to apply for the scholarships that you're offering? And, and what kind of pool is there? You know, what am I, you know, am I in a list of about 500 kids or is it something other that really you give to, you know, certain athletes? I think that, you know, you know if you have your heart set on a certain school that has your major, but yet there is no money there and you really don't want to incur a lot of debt, and that's something that you need to consider that, wait a minute, you know, this is, you know, maybe the best school who offers a sport, but yet on the other hand, do I really want to leave, you know, college with, you know, 20 years of debt? So it's, it, mm-hmm. I think that's important um, to, to think about. Uh, and, you know, and again, the commitment, too. One of the things I think people don't realize is 
let's say you do find a school and it does have the scholarships that you want, you know, think about the commitment also that you're making when it comes to accepting that scholarship because, you know, again, you're going to have meetings with coaches, you know, lots of training sessions, practices, games at school, away from school. You know, these can all cut into not only your, your social time but your study time. And oftentimes, you know, an athlete can spend maybe 40-plus hours a week, you know, simply on their prospective sport, you know, at the college level. So, again, you know, this kind of rigorous discipline, you know, you know can be difficult to maintain for some kids. So, you know, find out when you're, you know, when you're contacting these institutions and, and their scholarships, say, what, what kind of commitment are you expecting of me, you know, for that school year, whether it's freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior? Right, right. And, you know, and, and also, you know, getting things together, um, because there's quite a few things you need to get together. Um, when you are approaching these people and, and they want to see, you know, information about you. So, you know, as you're doing, you know, it's almost like you've got simultaneously two things going. You know, Jean, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to cover some more of your 10 steps to finding an athletic scholarship. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you a student athlete, one that hopes to play a college sport? Are you concerned about scholarship opportunities? Or perhaps getting a high enough score on the standardized tests like the SAT so that you can accept that full ride. Well, I've got some great news. Jean Burke has authored a course, College Prep Genius, that's sure to help you. In her course, which you can complete from the comfort of your own home, Jean goes into a step-by-step process on how to ace the SAT and increase your score even if you've already taken the test. Don't wait. College Prep Genius is here for you. Use the short code bit.ly forward slash college prep genius to learn more. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash college prep genius. Don't wait. Scholarships are out there just waiting for you. Hi and welcome back. My name is Felice Gerwitz and with me on the line is Jean Burke of College Prep Genius. This is episode 13 of College Prep Genius podcast and you can find the show notes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast. And Jean, uh, before we took a quick break there, um, we were talking about some things uh, that are important uh, for finding an athletic scholarship and uh, so once you know, you've looked through some of the colleges, um, see if they have your sport, your, the, you know, what you're thinking about studying um, and contacted, you know, an athletic department. Um, you have a next step, which is, you know, making a list of some of the schools that you're interested in. So uh, why is that important? That's important. Whether you're getting a sports scholarship or not, I think a lot of people – when looking at a college, what they tend to look at is only three things. They tend to look at the cost of the school, uh, the location where, you know, what, you know, is it in near you, is it far away, or, and also um, the size of the school, you know, whether it's a small school or a large school, or in, in sports, in this case of sports, like do they play uh, Division One, Two, or Three sports. But I think mm-hmm. what kids need to do also is look at the bigger picture. Uh, you know, there really are about 50 things that you need to think about. 
when it comes to looking for a school. Certainly as a as someone looking for a sports scholarship, you know, like we said earlier, do, does the school offer it? And, you know, what are my commitment levels on it? But then there's other things, too, as well as, you know, when you are looking at a school, look at more things like the affiliation. You know, is it a public school? Is it a private school? You know, do they have a Greek life? You know, what kind of, um, you know, facilities do they have on campus? Do they have security department? Do they, do they have a doctor there on campus? I mean, there's a lot of things to think about. So, you know, making that list, you know, you, you found maybe – 10 schools that you're considering that do offer your sport, they do offer scholarships. But now let's let's weigh them out comparatively to all the other ones. And let me see it in black and white. Okay, this particular school only has about 1,800 kids. This one has 45,000. You know, mm-hmm. am I wanting to go to a school playing sports and being very competitive among a lot of other students, or do I want a more smaller, more intimate school? Do, do I really want to be involved in a social club? You know, do I really want to um, have a campus that is an airplane ride from my family, or do I want one that's maybe a four-hour drive? So I think that, you know, when you're listing them out, you know, you do want to come up with about 10 that you can start off with, and then from that point you can kind of start narrowing it down just a little bit. I love that because it really helps you narrow it down, and I know a lot of kids that play sports don't have a social life. You know, from what my kids, uh, you know, have, their friends are the people that play with them. Um, there's not a whole lot of time for anything else. And so, you know, that's a good and a bad. Um, it keeps them, you know, very busy and focused. So, uh, you know, and, and if you've heard my story, I'm a reluctant sports mom, and I have become an avid fan. So, you know, there is uh, always that uh, that turn there that happens when we want to support our kids and what interests them. Uh, also being married to someone who was very invested in sports um, has helped to sway that decision. <laughs> he talks a lot about team sports and how it sets you up uh, for learning a lot of things, a lot of life lessons. And I need to get him to write that ebook, you know, because he talks to our kids about it a lot. And it really, it really is cool. Uh, spe- speaking from someone who only played intramurals and, uh, uh, and so, um, you know, just I, I don't have a lot of um, experience there, uh, but my husband does, and obviously my children. Okay, so you know they've they've got that list, and and it is very good because it helps them to narrow down some of what they would like uh, to see in a school uh, or you know a university or college. And then uh, the next thing is to contact some of the head coaches, and I know that there are various ways uh, to do that as well. So, um, you know, one of the ways that, uh, you know, you recommend is, um, you know, obviously letters or email. Yes, you you do want to request the consideration for recruitment because so many times these coaches only go into certain areas. They they may never see your child play. They may never come to your school or to your homeschool group. Um, And they only, you know, they kind of pull from just a certain pool that they go to. Um, so you have to take the initiative. I mean, if you're going to wait around for a coach to come find you and, and think that everybody's heard of you, then you're probably going to be wrong. You know, you, you really need you need to pursue them, and you contact them and let and get your name out there. Let them know who you are. You know, chances mm-hmm. are they probably have never heard of you. You might be the star player, you know, on your team, but you know they you know they they get so much information from so many kids and and they're out there recruiting, you know, in certain areas. 
So you have to put your information in front of them. So you take the initiative. You go out there. You you send letters uh, requesting consideration and, and, and emails and, you know, just put your name out there. Um, otherwise, you know, you, you might be thinking they're going to be knocking on your door, um, but there's probably a good chance they're not. So I think taking right. the initiative. And, and, and I think the fact that you're taking the initiative shows something as well of, hey, look at me, you know. You may not have ever heard of me, but, you know, I am – you need me. You want me. You know, I can be a great asset to, to your your team there. So Right. And, you know, a story I want to share about that, um, what happened uh, to a friend of mine, uh, she was um, a very good athlete. She was a swimmer and, um, you know, had held some amazing uh, state records. And, um, you know, she she just was a very, very good swimmer. And she wanted to go to a particular school. And, you know, she couldn't get an answer back from the coach. And she had sent, you know, letters and emails. And so I was talking to the girl's mom and I said, well, why doesn't she just pick up the phone and call the coach? You know, he probably didn't get any um, of her emails or they get so many sometimes, you know, because everyone probably does resort to emails, Jean. You know, um, and it, it, it's just, you know, everybody's so busy. So she did, um, and the coach didn't see her email. And while he had her on the phone, he found her email and a link to, you know, her stats. And so she did get uh, recruited and did get a scholarship to go to that school. But I think, like you said, she, he was very impressed that she made that next step. And, uh, you know, and, and picked up the phone and called because a lot of times, you know, kids are, are shy about doing that kind of thing. And this is really, um, when you're looking at scholarships, you're really selling yourself. Um, and it, it's, you know, we teach our kids to be humble and, you know, not to be full of themselves. And we're saying, okay, now's the time to, you know, explain what you can do and, you know, use it for your benefit. So, um, I just wanted to share that. Um, have you heard of anything happening like that as well? I have, and, and it has to do with, like you say, you know, there there could be equal uh, students who are very, very gifted athletically on the same level, and you've got, you know, several of them, you know, but I think that, you know, these, these coaches don't have a crystal ball. They They can't look into the future and see which one of these kids are going to be the one or the star player or the one that's going to really make the team shine. Um, but what I think they can do is they can look uh, at the one who stands out by who they are as far as if you're willing to take that initiative, you know, and call the coach and make that personal contact. You know, we've lost that, you know, with emails nowadays. I think the phone call is right. a wonderful way to do it because things get lost in cyberspace all the time or you're inundated with hundreds of emails a day and anything can be buried. But I, I think the the student, and this is not just in sports, this is just in everything, the one who is willing to say, what, what do I need to do? You know, how, how, how can I come to this school? How, do I, how can I get that scholarship? There's a, a part of their character shining that you wouldn't necessarily see when they're out there, you know, running the pass or, you know, or, or, or hitting a home run or whatever. And, you know, because you do hear the stories of the kids who they may be amazing athletically, but yet, uh, their integrity is something to be desired. You know, they, they don't show up for practice. They don't, you know, they party all night. They don't follow the rules that it takes to really, you know, be on a winning team, even though they might be gifted 
you know, in a certain sport. So I think the student who shows that initiative is also the one that the coach can think, okay, this is the guy that's going to show up early. He's going to stay mm-hmm. late. He's going to he's going to put in the extra time. He's not going to you know break the rules. And so it it does set a precedent um, for you know that that student's character. And and I think because if you have like I said, if you have equal students who are good, uh, they're all very talented in a certain sport. You know, and and how how would you choose between them? Well, you know, obviously we we can't see nothing more than that except for you know how they display who they really are. And my my there's a great saying that says, you know, when somebody shows you who they really are, you better believe them. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, coaches can look at that and say, this is this is the one, this is the, this is the kid I can count on that is going to show up and he's going to go the extra mile. So, yes, I think I think it goes beyond. And, it, you know, we live in a, in a world right now where so many of, of the teenagers, you know, have an entitlement attitude of, you know, the world owes me something. And, you know, they've rarely ever been told no. And, you know, to carry that over, you know, from high school on in, into in college with that chip on your shoulder, you know, it's just going to make for students who, you know, aren't willing to obey the rules. And, you know, as you know, an athlete has to be very disciplined, disciplined in, you know, not only their sports and, and practicing, but, you know, the other extracurricular activities of, of, you know, going to bed, getting that rest, you know, you know, studying their playbooks or, or whatever it is. And so coaches are, you know, looking deeper inside, you know, w- when somebody does show you who they really are. I think they, they've been around long enough to know that, that this student versus that student is, is going to be the one that's going to be desirable for their team. Right, right. Okay, so um, the next would be to, uh, you know, send the athletic uh, department um, information. So, you know, whether that is, um, you know, would you, would you send transcripts? I know um, my kids um, have, a, one of my children is in the process of, well, he's got a website, um, access to uh, the baseball factory because he did do um, skills assessment there. And my daughter has um, a website with another organization um, that is interested, um, you know, in, to get her stuff out there. Uh, so, you know, that's easy for her that she can just, you know, with the click of a button, email some of these coaches and stuff is available for them. Um, and I'll have links to those websites um, uh, and under the show notes in episode 13. But what what are some of the things, um, are you saying send them things in writing, Jean, or, or via email? And what should the kids um, be sending them? Well, you definitely want to send them both your app athletic resume as well as your academic resume. And as I was telling you earlier, one of the sad things that I see over and over again is these students who are very, very talented, um, yet they're academically, you know, that's not been something they focus on or or maybe their school has told them that the SAT was not important. Um, you know, but right now, certainly every time your student takes the SAT, uh, they need to, uh, the ones that they're going to send to the actual NCAA NCAA, they have to use the code 9999 on their SAT. And what happens is those scores are sent directly um, to the eligibility center. And, you know, for students who are looking for what kind of, you know, what kind of test score do I need, what kind of GPA I need, you can certainly, you know, go to the official rules and regulations um, at the eligibilitycenter.org. It, it does um, – have a place where you can download the uh, a guide called the College Bound Student Athlete, 
It's from mm-hmm. NCAA.org. Uh, but it's something that you can't ignore. I mean, you know, maybe days gone past, you know, we heard of the stories of these athletes who literally couldn't read or write, yet they were playing, right. uh, you know, you know, a professional football or, or collegiate football or whatever it was. Well, those days are long gone. I mean, they really have put their foot down, and they really, you really do have to get those scores in, uh, you know, directly to the, like I said, the NCAA. And um, like I said earlier, the, the sad thing that I have seen over the years, having taught test prep for so long, um, that there is that emphasis on sports, but yet not the academics. And in, in, in many cases, I think that it, they're doing their, their, you know, the students a, a, a disservice because they really are pushing the sports. They really are pushing, you know, the, the two-a-days and the eight hours of practicing on Saturday and four hours in the evening, yet they're not giving them the second half. And there's a lot of schools that we teach at um, that we've been really, really successful at that we will go. Um, sometimes the schools will have us come on maybe two Saturdays or three afternoons after school days and teach our program, and I'll, I'll get calls from the parents who will say, well, you know, my son plays hockey or he plays basketball, and we need him to take your course, um, but the coach won't let him out just to take your class. And mm-hmm. it, it's sad, uh, you know, because, uh, yes, I do know practicing is important by all means, and I'm not taking away from that, um, but they don't deem it important to let the child out for a couple of days just to come learn how to take the test and, and be able to excel and improve in their, in their test skills. So there, there, is some, there is some ignorance out there, or maybe it's not ignorance, it's just, uh, you know, pressure. But I think that the coaches in many cases do need to be schooled on these kids because, yes, they are, they are helping the kids. They are coaching them to winning teams. And, and even into scholarship money, but if you can't take advantage of that scholarship money, you know, what, what good is it going to do you? So along the way, as you are building your athletic resume, you need to be building your academic resume. They need to go hand in hand, and, you know, there definitely needs to be some, some changes or some reformation, you know, in, in our schools, in, in the sports department of, you know, of, you know, not the deception that sometimes is there, of yeah, just just be good at your at your sport and you'll get a scholarship. Well, that's not true, and right. you do need that. Lots you do need the academics. Yeah, lots more involved than that. And really, we only have time for one more of your ten steps. So we're going to cover number six, and that is um, a very important one: the do's and don'ts for getting a sports scholarship. All right, Jean. So what are the things we should not do? <laughs> what you should not you know, do is is wait to the senior year to start the process. Mm. Uh, you know, your uh, application to the NCAA should really begin even before the end, you know, even before the end of your junior year. Um, I, I think that kids don't understand, you know, they, you know, we're such procrastinators in nature anyways, uh, but you've got to start early. It's like everything else. There are deadlines. You know, there are, um, you know, there are times when it's just too late, no matter how good you are. Uh, so certainly, and I and I think another don't is don't bank solely on just getting that athletic scholarship for paying for school. We talked about that a little bit earlier, uh, but right. you do need a backup. Pl- you do need a backup plan in case you do get hurt or in case you don't keep your GPA. Uh, you know, you, there there are a lot of mitigating circumstances that can, you know, um, change the fact that that initial scholarship that you received. And um, 
I think too, you know, the not neglecting your grades that we just talked about that a minute, but that is something that I think again, even if your coaches aren't aren't uh, making it a, a priority, you must make it a priority. Mhm. Yeah, and I think that's why you know so many of the recruiting websites, as well as you know some of these skills based uh, testing camps, you know, have really um, you know upped their game. As far as I'm concerned, I think that it's really a good thing for a parent to sit there and hear, um, as well as a student, because this is something they tell the students as well, you know, that, um, you know, it's great to have athletic ability, but also it's very important to have the grades up. Uh, my daughter uh, went to a little uh, camp on, on Sanibel Island. Um, it's not very far from where I live, and we did that when she was still in middle school. And that really changed her whole outlook on academics, uh, Jean, because this a young girl got up and she was a pitcher, a softball pitcher, um, for one of the state universities and she explained how she wished that someone had told her how important study skills were because um when she went to college on a full scholarship she said it was a job that they woke up in the morning, they ate breakfast, they um, they went to the field, and they practiced until almost lunchtime. Then they came back, took showers, ate lunch, and then had classes till seven or eight o'clock that night. And she said, rinse and repeat, you know, for the next day. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she said, if I had, um, you know, she said I had to learn study skills while I was getting adjusted to college life, while I was getting adjusted to pitching, um, you know, on the collegiate level. Um, And so she said there was just so much on her plate and, you know, she was able to do it, but it was a real struggle. And so she really uh, said to the kids, you know, this is one thing you really need to learn now. Uh, Be serious about academics. Be serious about studying. Treat your studying like a job and treat your sports like a job. And if you do that now and you do it well, you won't have as much problems as when you get older. You know, what wisdom from a college student. And it wasn't, you know, I'm sitting there shaking my head, yes. I felt like a bobblehead (laughs) in the back. My daughter couldn't see me because she was up front. But, you know, I was thinking, I want to bottle this kid. And, I, you know, she was a really cute girl and, you know, just Miss Personality. And, you know, I wanted to, you know, me, let's get her on a podcast. That was before I was podcasting. But, um, you know, she just had such wisdom. And then coming from someone their age, you know, close to their age, another peer, um, it meant so much instead of your mother telling you this, you know, or, you know, even a recruiter. So I, I think that, um, you know, that, that it's so important for kids to hear multiple times. If you're a parent listening to this podcast, you know, um, grab your kid and, and uh, you know, like we're on every app uh, known to man. If you have a smartphone, you can get us on Google Play or iTunes um, or download your favorite podcast app and search for uh, the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, and you'll find this College Prep Genius podcast among those, um, or just search for College Prep Genius um, podcast, and you will find that. So, uh, you know, Jean... Any other um, things you'd like to fill in? And, of course, when that ebook comes uh, ready, we will have a link um, on uh, this podcast episode 
13 uh, SAT and sports scholarships on the collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast uh, site. So what else would well, you like to I, finish up with? Yeah. Well, what I was going to say, too, along the lines of what you were saying, um, is that I think students don't realize that when you get into college, you know, you can probably add somewhere to three or four or five hours of studying per class per day. And so if you do enter in with the mentality of, well, I'm going to make it in college because I'm really, really good at my sport, you know, you're, you're going to be sadly disappointed um, because if you flunk out of college, you know, you're so, so are you going to lose your scholarship? So mm-hmm. there is that um, that mentality of knowing how to study and, and, and knowing how to do well academically, you know, and so I, I think you're absolutely right. I think the, kind of the last thing I wanted to say was when you are, you know, sending in your um, athletic as well as academic resume to the, to the schools, you know, you definitely want to include any news articles or your stats, your records or honors or any clippings that highlight your athletic performance too because, like I said, most colleges probably will never come out to where you're at and, you know, find you. They only go to certain regions and certain areas or even certain schools. And especially if you're a homeschooler, you know, they're, they tend to go to, you know, obviously certain high schools. And right. so if you're not there, you know, they're not going to find you. So make right. sure you're saving all those. Anything, any, any, um, any blogs written about you, any, any, uh, online information that, um, has highlighted what you do. So I think those are all important, um, to be able to, to, to get those out there so they can, you know, they can come, you know, come to you you know, via the stuff that you said to them, even though they don't necessarily literally come to you. Right, right. And and just keep collecting them. Like we, you know, my daughter was in the paper quite a bit, my son, and we just, you know, grandma would, would save these clippings and we would just file them. And, you know, now with the online access, we were able to grab all those because, you know, they were kind of haphazardly thrown in a book. Um, and so, you know, that's important. And then... Um, you know, my daughter was uh, was athletic uh, student of the week um, at the school that you know she plays for, and so you know that kind of stuff is important because they pick one athlete uh, from all of the different sports being played, and so you know just little things like that. Um, she played in the World Series, um, Little League World Series last year for softball. So you just keep collecting, you know, those things and. Um, it, it's important to have. So, you know, there's a lot more that we could cover, and we um, may down the road do a part two to this. Uh, so let us know, if parents, if you're listening and you're interested in hearing more about sports and scholarships and also be looking for that um, ebook and check out Jean Burke at her collegeprepgenius.com website uh, for lots more information about um, PSAT, SAT, uh, prep and classes that she has um, all over, um, maybe even to a town near you. So you can contact Jean uh, via her website. Well, Jean, thank you so much uh, for taking the time today to share with us uh, this personally um, important to me uh, topic. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so happy uh, that you have done the research, you know, just um, phenomenal uh, to help kids you know, as much as they possibly can to get college scholarships. Well, thank you for having me. 
Well, thanks so much for listening to College Prep Genius. You can find more episodes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash show or listen on iTunes or your favorite podcast app on your phone, on your computer, on the go. Just remember, visit collegeprepgenius.com for more information.